praise God. You bring your Bible with you this morning. Hallelujah. If you didn't bring your Bible, did you bring your phone? If you got your phone, you can download my sword and get seven Bibles. Praise God. Amen. Well, we're going to continue our series this whole month on love and marriage. Amen. Have you been getting some help? Praise God. I, I, I've been even learning from it. Amen. Praise God. I found out yesterday the Bible said the man is the head. I was reading now. It said he's the head of the whole thing. Come on, man. He's the head, man, and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. Praise God. <laughs> the women are not saying amen. All right. Nobody, nobody likes Ephesians chapter 5. They don't like that chapter. I'm going to try to help you with it. Y'all read it this week? Yeah. I told you to read Ephesians chapter. You got to read the whole thing. Praise God. It works when everything's in divine order. So I said divine order yesterday. So I mean, I, I think I, I, cooked, I, cooked, uh, I cooked dinner yesterday. And, 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 and I got a revelation of how the head works. Amen. Because see, families don't eat at the dinner table anymore. It messes with the whole family when you don't eat at the dinner table. So I sat at the table yesterday and the Holy Ghost said, sit at the head of the table. Amen. Let her see you sitting at the head of the table. See, that's important. That's why that's y'all don't got your families messed up. That table was for you to sit at the head of the table. So your wife could always see you at the head. Praise God. Pastor Cynthia, she's in order this morning because she saw me sitting at the head of the table. And don't let her sit in your chair either and get the one that's got the arms on it. Amen. You got to get it. You can't have all the chairs without the arms on them. You got to get one. I don't like to have two with the arms on them. One at the end. I get one chair with the arms on them. Let her see you sitting there. Then she get a revelation of who you are. You got to start sitting back at the table again. How about that? All right. Well, praise God. Did y'all get the message? Did the men get the message? Keisha put out a message for y'all. Yeah, to the men. Praise God. Because Pastor Cynthia told me she was going to have all the women read through the one-year Bible. And um, one-year Bible, you can read through the Bible in one year. So at her women's meeting, she had all the women to sign up that came to read through the Bible in one year. You know how many people have not read through the Bible? And you know what the Bible said, man should not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So I said, man, I can't have the men getting behind. You got a woman in a word and a wordless man. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work, amen. So I said, if the women are going to read through the Bible, I can't let the men fall behind on my watch. Not on my watch. I can't have the men fall behind on my watch. The women read through the whole Bible. Then the wife comes in and says, you know, start asking you about Jonah. And you don't know who Jonah is. You think you're talking about your coworker at work. I said, I can't have that. And then you pick up the Bible, you think the book of 
Job is the book of jobs. I can't have that. I had a guy really do that. He got he really did that. He come to church and and said uh, he couldn't he couldn't find a job, and so uh, couldn't find a job anyway. So we were having a children's ministry church in in New, in, uh, New Albany, back at Church on the Rock in in uh, Indiana, and he got laid off and he didn't have a job. He couldn't support his family, so. He went to the bathroom. It was his children's ministry. We had a guy by the name of Captain Hook. He would come and minister to children. So he got up, got ministered to, got up, went to the bathroom, and said, God, I promise you, I will serve you, and I will give you my life if you will give me a job so I can take care of my family. And so uh, he came out of the bathroom. He responded to the altar call with the children. He was the only adult there that got saved. That day he got saved. And uh, he went home and came back to church. The very, that, you know, that was a Saturday. Next morning, he was Sunday morning, he was at church, and he had this Catholic Bible. You know, the kind that sit on your table, you never use, just collect dust. <laughs> well, that's the only Bible he had in the house. So next Sunday morning, it's very next, next day, Sunday morning, he come in with this great big old white Bible. And everybody saw him come through the door. <laughs> And, you know, people got tickled. I said, man, we got to get you another Bible. He said, no, this was fine. He said, I went home, and they got a book in here called Jobs. I know I'm getting a job now. <laughs> so I don't want you to fall behind. So what I decided, we're going to get the men to read through the Bible, too. Amen. So I, this is what I brought about, a one-year Bible. Cost about $12 on Amazon. Amen. It's designed for reading through the Bible in one year. It gives you Proverbs, Psalms. It gives you New Testament and Old Testament in one day's reading. And so by the time you get done reading this for the whole year, you will have read through the whole Bible. And you will have got Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs throughout the year. And it takes about, I did it yesterday, it takes about five to ten minutes, depends on how you read, to get through uh, the reading for the day. It's about three or four pages, no more than three or four pages, to get through the reading each day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's something else. Anyway, <laughs> he's staring at me. But anyway, and it got, at the top of the page, it lists the days, uh, the day of the month that you're gonna read through, the day of the month you're gonna read through. And, um, three or four pages a day, and by the end of the year, you would have read through the entire Bible. Amen. And it's going to help you understand the context and content of your Bible. Now, people are going to, when you read through the Bible, you get different things. Mm -hmm. You get different things based on your level of revelation. Right. So I read through yesterday, and I told Pastor Cynthia, I said, well, this is everything I got out of reading it yesterday. And she just stared at me. <laughs> And she just stared at me. I said, what did you get? But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it gives you a chance to talk. This could be a point of fellowship. Yes. Amen. We talked about cleaving last week yes. in the marriage and, and fellowship in the marriage. Cleaving means to go in the same direction together. That's good. We'll say that again. Yes. Cleaving in your marriage means to go in the same direction. Mm -hmm. What well, big problem you have in marriage is when there's two visions you got division. Right. And wherever you got division, you're going to have fighting. Yeah. And where there's fighting, every evil work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where there's strife and division, 
There's every evil work. So you can see how the enemy thrives off chaos in your marriage. Amen. And there is no defense against his attack on a marriage and a home without the anointing and without the word of God. Amen. Amen. And we'll talk about that somewhat today. And this is, you know, when we're talking about marriage, we're really talking about divine order to function in the earth. Amen. There has to be an order to every marriage. And then God in his word gives us that order. You cannot violate that order if you want to have a home. Amen. Amen. You cannot violate that order. Go ahead and turn to Psalms 127. I talk about this all the time. If you want to have love in marriage, you want to keep the love alive. You need to listen to me. Praise God forever. Amen. Is next Sunday the last Sunday in September? I mean, in February. It's the last one. We probably go to the Song of Solomon next week. Praise you. You may want to cover your face. Praise God. I don't know how deep. The Holy Ghost is going to get us into physical intimacy, but you may want to clothe. You may want to bring a sack and put it over your head if you're ashamed. Praise God. But what my pastor did, he went for it. <laughs> he went for it. Anyway, matter of fact, he went for it, and then the, the population of the church increased, didn't it? It was all kind of key. The nursery increased once he did that. Population in the nursery, y'all. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. Now, if you're single, you need to listen because most people's desire is to be in a relationship. Amen. The right way. You need to listen. And you need to listen to prepare yourself for marriage. Yes. We said last week you have to be marriage material. Well, come on. You can't make a suit out of any material. <laughs> Amen. The suit needs to be able to breathe, so you can't make it out of leather or pleather. Amen. It needs to be able to breathe. It needs to be able to unwrinkle itself like wool will do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's just the right material. You can make one out of cotton, but it's going to wrinkle up. Yes, it is. It's going to take on wrinkles it shouldn't. Mm, right. Amen. Amen. But a wool suit will unwrinkle itself. It's got an anti-wrinkle anointing on it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It takes an anointing to be married. I'm going to show you out in the Word today. It takes the Holy Ghost to be married. It's not, it was never designed for people who don't know God. It's true. I know they're trying to do the right thing when they say we're going to get married. But it was never designed for people that didn't have God's nature and didn't have God's anointing on them. It was never designed for them. And this is the reason why when Christians go, even when Christians should have the anointing go in and they fail because the divorce rate for Christians and the world are the same. What does that tell you? Many times they're living the same. Many times they're living the same. The Christian should have distinction if they're doing things God's way. Amen. But a lot of times believers are just as worldly as the world. And they say, I'm not going to church because the people that go to church are just like us. 
that's wrong. That is wrong. That is wrong. Paul said, I am crucified to this world. And this world is crucified to me. Amen. That I am not going to live in rebellion to the throne of God. I'm living in rebellion to the throne of darkness. I'm in agreement with everything around the throne of God. But I'm opposed to everything that's of the throne of darkness. And all, the, all, you got, all the decisions you got to make in this life is what's of light and what's of darkness. Mm-hmm. Did God make that? Did God create that event or that activity? That's all you got to decide. What anointing made it? Right. What anointing is behind this? Mm-hmm. Is this the Antichrist anointing or did God make this? Yeah. That's all you got to decide. Right. Did God put this together or did darkness put this together? Right. Because Satan's job is to make a perversion of everything that God yes. made. To make a perversion of everything. Yeah, that's right. God puts a man and a woman together. What do you think the devil puts together? <laughs> he puts a man and a man together. Yeah. And a woman and a woman together. And if that's consistent, if that is the consistent to be the consistent everyday environment, after one generation, you're done with humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be going to get somebody else's kids and raise right, them. Right, and mess. Right. No, I'm not talking about that. Those children came out of God's system. Well, we're going to adopt. No, leave them alone. I'm going to say what I got to say up in here. I ain't trying to be politically correct. I'm saved and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. I ain't trying to make you happy. Ruffle your feathers. I'd rather ruffle yours than God's. You need to understand, I am not trying to be politically correct. I don't care what Obama said. And I don't care what your mama said if she said the same thing he said. If she said the same thing he said, I don't care either. Amen. I got something to say. I'm going to teach, praise God. <laughs> the church is supposed to be the light of the world. Not look like the world. It's supposed to be the salt of the earth. Amen. Praise God. It's supposed to be the answer. Right. Not joining in. Come on. Right. Come on. Amen. And so we need to get in the word and find out what the word says. Now, the Constitution does not address, the Constitution of the United States does not address marriage. They didn't want the Constitution to be a biblical document. They didn't want to do that. They did not want, in America, the founding fathers did not want to govern religion. That's why we have so many denominations. They did not want, and that was smart. Why is that smart? Because if the person governing religion ends up turning their back on God, it's going to turn the whole country in the wrong direction. And that's what happened when, when kings, in, and when you read the book of Kings, and you read about a king that served God, and then one king that didn't, it was the kings that took the whole nation down by the way they lived. He took the whole nation down and took down the whole religious system God said because they wanted to live in sin. Solomon was the first one that did it. He brought all them women in there and them women worshipped everything. He went to everybody's service. That's why he was squirrely when he died. You go to a whole bunch of different kind of services and all different kind of religion. Well, I just want to study everything. You're going to be crazy. And that's what happened to him at the end of his life. 
Don't nobody need 600 wives and four some hundred concubines. Mm -hmm. I ain't counting them. I don't know how many had. You going crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. Just like he did. Praise God. So anyway, what did I ask you to turn? Turn over there with Psalms 120. You ought to be over there by now. I'm just leaving this as a foundation. Amen. Amen. But we're going to talk about divine order of the home. Amen. It has to be in divine order. Has Everything has to be in order. Amen. Amen. God is a God of order. Yeah. And when he created everything, the last thing he created was that woman. And then when he put her in the picture, he said everything is very good now. Mm -hmm. Up until that point, everything was good. But when he made her, everything was very good. Why? Amen. Because now the thing can multiply. Yes. And somebody told me the Jews called the woman the center of the family. Because without her, it can't multiply. Without her, it can't increase. Without her, it cannot expand. So she is the center of the thing. All of the growth and reproduction comes out of her. She's the reason why the thing expands, the reason why it grows. Amen. The reason why it can have a legacy, the reason why it can have longevity, the reason why it can have a family tree is because of her. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And so she's very important in that, in that union, in that relationship. And even though we're going to get talking about the order of things and, and, and the order of their relationship and how they to function, and our job is to look at the word of God and put it into practice in our life. Yeah. Amen. If you, want to, if you want to have a family legacy and you want to have a family tree and there's no fruits and flakes and nuts and granola bars in your tree, you want to, you want to implement the word of God in your life. Amen. Amen. You over here at Psalms 127? Yes. Look what the Lord said here. Psalm 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build what? When this word talking about house, it's talking about family. Families have to be built. The man is not the builder of it, and neither is the woman the builder of it. They're participants, but they're not the builder of it. Amen. So when I decide that I want to be married and I want to go into the union, we both have to decide that the Lord's going to build this. We're not going to build what you want, and we're not going to build what I want. Amen. The Bible said a man should not lean to his own generated, discovered understanding. He should not do that. Amen. Lean not, it said. Don't trust what you think is right. Amen. Praise God. God already telling you right there, I'm smarter than you. I've been around here a long time. Yeah, right. He's been around here a long time. The sun's been coming up and going down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's the one that made it happen like that. Yeah. Come on now. Amen. He's been doing this for a long time. He's the creator and maker of all things. Yes, yes he is. Yes. And this is what he said. Except the Lord build your house. Let's put it that way. They labor in vain that build it. And I'm not trying to pick on nobody because if, if you've been in a marriage and, and you ended up in divorce, you know, my prayer, my heart is towards you. Because my mom told me, she said, Keith, it's like a death. 
That's why Jesus has to heal the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because sometimes some people get so broke, they don't want to ever do this again. Because the person I love, the person I gave my heart to, we have become adversaries. Yeah. The person I was intimate with, the person I had children with, the person that I shared the deepest secrets of the things in my life, we have become adversaries. And sometimes it can be a struggle over assets, a struggle over the children. The children have trouble with it. It's a terrible thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a home like that. It's a terrible thing to happen. And as a child, when you see it, if it affects you like it affect me, I said, I ain't never getting married. Mm -hmm. But Pastor Cynthia, just, she just wasn't going to turn me loose. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do something. <laughs> she just kept coming. It's like, like I said, in the Civil War, they was fighting the Civil War, they was fighting with it on the little round top, and the South, Southern kept making charges, just kept making charges, kept making charges. And one of the Union soldiers said, they just keep coming. How long they gonna keep coming? I looked at my mama, I said, she just keeps coming. She just keeps, anyway, moving right along. Praise God. Amen. Well, no, there's a natural desire in you yeah. to want to be in relationship. Yeah. There's a natural desire to you to want to be in you. And I'm just looking at them. Well, I'm just looking out here. I'm just looking at And if you came here today by yourself and you're single, you know, that's a great time in your life. And I need to talk about that time because yeah. I know how to live that time, too. Yeah. I know how to live that time in the will of God with your clothes on. Right. I know how to do that, too. Amen. You ain't all that hot. Uh -huh. And if the Bible says you just burning up, come on up here, we'll get you married today. He said, if you burning, let them marry. And just come on back in here. Let me tell you how to keep the fire going. Right. To keep a fire going, you got to keep putting wood on right. it. Right. Come on now. Yeah. If you don't know how to put wood on it, it'll go out. Yeah. Nothing just burns. You, you all fired up because you came with a load of wood. Right. <laughs> you kept throwing wood on it. <laughs> and next thing you know, ain't nobody been chopping trees. Ain't nobody saw nothing. And next thing you know, you just got ashes in the fireplace. <laughs> no, you can't get warm without wood. And don't let the fire go out. See, y'all ain't none of y'all don't know nothing about the country, do you? <laughs> I'm so glad my mama took me to the country. Because my granddaddy did not have electric or gas heat. He had a fireplace upstairs and downstairs to heat the whole house. And if you wanted to keep it warm, you had to do something. You had, to, you had to have a resource. He would have a coal pile, use coal. He would have a pile of coal. You had to keep ordering coal. You could not stop ordering coal. And then you had to have a coal bucket where you go to the coal pile, put the, put the coals in the pile, and put them on the fire and keep it going all the time. And if the fire has gone out, 
It means somebody stopped ordering coal yeah. <laughs> or somebody forgot to put coal in the bucket or somebody forgot to put it on the fire. When you first meet, you got a bucket <laughs> and you got a pile. You really do. Amen. Amen. You got this urge to merge, Dr. Dufresne said. You keep seeing each other and texting now and calling all the time. But the Bible says a little, little foxes will spoil the vine. And what this scripture is trying to tell you, I don't care how great your intentions are and how well-meaning you really are. If you don't let the Lord build your house, the way the pain comes from it, look at all the time and energy I put in this. He's telling you that your labor is going to be in vain. Years put in this. Years. Now, where did it all go? He's trying to tell us something. He's warning us, accept the Lord, or only, only. There's no exceptions. Accept the Lord, build your house. You are wasting your time. Tell you right now, before you get 10 years down the road, talking about I hate marriage. I remember this guy, he was at work one day. Now he's a nut. He said, marriage stuff is a bunch of, and I ain't going to tell you what he said. For you it is. Because you're so disrespectful toward God. It is for you. Because you can't do this wrong. And I was smart enough by then. I said, I know. I bet you a mess at home. I bet you bitter, judgmental, critical. Your wife done cut you off. You don't know what cut off means. Wait till you get your first notice and you'll know. <laughs> Amen. I'm preaching real good. Yeah. 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 It's all right. And it just made you bitter. Amen. Amen. I'll talk about that next week. Man shouldn't be getting notices and cut off notices <laughs> and, and things like that. Yeah. Amen. But you can get one. If you don't act right. I'm trying to help you right now. Praise God. Keep your bills paid up, men, is what I'm trying to tell you. Keep your bills paid up. It says right here, the, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. Vain means the effort I put in it has come to loss. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, worrying, and to eat the bread of sorrow. So he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the room is his reward. And as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath a quiver full of them. Amen. Amen. See, I used to read the Bible. I used to listen to people complain about having children in the family. Oh, my kids, children were cursed. Right. I stay close to my Bible because you run into all kind of people in life 
that know nothing about the word of God and don't serve God. Mm-hmm. Now, children are a blessing. Yes. They're not accursed. That's right. Amen. I mean, we first got married, past census, and she want to have 12 children. Because she read where Abraham had 12. You remember you said that to me? She was a baby in Christ then. So we struck out. <laughs> we struck out for 12. <laughs> and then we read in the Bible, found out four women had them children. <laughs> four women. Right, right. Back up. I'll call timeout. Timeout. So yeah, call timeout. Praise God forever. Stopped at four. Praise God. But I love my children. And they are blessing to you, just like God said. They're a reward to him, my grandchildren. And I thank God for it. Amen. I want to give you this word because it stays on my mind. I quote it all the time. The Lord's got to build your house. Amen. Amen. Somebody repeat after me. Say, the Lord, the Lord has to build my house. Has to build my, house. My, wife, my wife, my wife, if you got a wife, my husband, we have to depend on God to build our home. Say amen to that. All right, go over here and look at this verse of scripture right here. Let's go over to, Gen- over to Exodus 5. So, so as God builds, he gives order to the home. He gives order to the home. And um, in order to have love and marriage, to keep the rejoicing and joy going in the home, what we talked about last week will help you. Anytime you're having a problem, anytime you're having a problem, you need to find out what is God's will concerning this. You need to stop, when you, especially when you got two opinions, you need to stop. You need to stop discussing it among yourselves because the Lord wants in on that decision. Because that decision is going to determine the course of that marriage. All decisions determine the course of that marriage or that union. And if it's a conflict between you, you need to stop the discussion. Because the Bible says in all your ways. Amen. Let's go over here and look at that in Proverbs. Write that down, Proverbs, so you can see this. It says in all your ways. And sometimes I know what the will of God is. Amen. Amen. And I just tell Pastor Cynthia, I'll see you when you get back. (laughs) Go see Jesus. (laughs) Amen. And sometimes she deals it with me. I talked about that last week. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. Look what it says right here in verse verse 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto what? Stop trying to be smart. Because if it's leading into strife, you're not being smart. That's right. That's good. Because strife ain't gonna do them but cause major problems. If it's a difference of direction, and that's all it takes to have strife. It's a difference of direction. I watched this couple, 
I watched this couple one time. They went in. They was coming into the furniture store to buy furniture. And they were so happy when they came through the door. They were so joyful. They was holding hands, walking together. And then they started trying to discuss what they was going to buy. And they had this big disagreement right there in the furniture store. I looked up a few minutes later, one was on that side of the store, and the other one's on this side of the store. I said, would you look at that? They wouldn't even walk out of the door together. One left before the other one. But one of the couples that was example to me when I was in Church on the Rock, Indiana, is Dan and Trish Wells. They come down here and helped us with ballroom dancing and everything. And we would go to Dan and Trish's house a lot. And so they knew that they had different taste. They knew they had different taste. So what they said, but they knew whatever we do, we have to be in agreement about it to go buy and furniture. The devil can have you arguing over plain donuts or chocolate covered. He don't care what he starts strife over. You need to understand that. So they decided, I don't want furniture in the house that you don't like. And the other one said, I don't want furniture in the house that you don't like. So they agreed before they even went looking that we will only buy furniture we both like. Well, that room stayed empty a long time. <laughs> and they went shopping a long time, and the room stayed empty a long time. But it's better to have an empty room. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you right now, it's better to have an empty room because how can two walk together? Come on now. And cleaving means two people are walking the same way together. You got to understand how can two walk together unless they agree, which means that if we're not in agreement, we can't walk together. You got to understand that. That's a, that's a biblical truth. How can two walk together? Unless they're in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So in major issues, major issues, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. That's why the Bible says don't be un unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. That's why you're, in, you, you're making yourself, you're going to make life hard for you if you marry somebody that doesn't agree with God. Yeah. You, you got you, you, you to fight on your hands. Because every time you get ready to do something in worship to God, you're going to have a fight. You're going to have a fight when one, I can tell you right now, you're going to fight over tithing. Because unbelievers don't even know what tithing means and what the purpose of it is. They don't understand the power behind it or anything like that. Time with God, serving him, people will fight over stuff like that. See, some stuff you got to just clip. And some things you just got to, you, you need to listen to God at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen. So you don't have the problems. But if a person, the Bible says, if a person supports you in worshiping God, that's okay. They're watching your walk with him. But it's a different when somebody fighting it. That's two different conditions. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you're listening to me. It says in verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he'll do what? What is he directing? 
He's directing the path that both of you got to walk on. So cleaving means to go in the same direction together, to walk the same course and path together. He, God's job is to keep y'all on the same course. Yes. For, your, for, the, for the entirety of your marriage, his job is to keep you in love, keep you in intimacy, keep you in companionship, keep you in fellowship, keep you walking together, keep you in the same bed, in the same room, in the same house. That is his job to keep you on the same course, which is really what you want. It's really what you want. And he's saying that you need to let me give you the direction so that you can stay on the same course. And what two people should do is they should commit to acknowledging God about everything. Amen. Amen. Show us how to do this. Show us how to stay on the same course. Lord, am I wrong about this? You got to stop and ask the question, especially if it's conflict. And at the end of the day, we want what you want. Because your marriage is really a ministry to him. Amen. Amen. You can, you can have, Edwin Cole said it like this. He's gone to heaven. He said the closest day, the closest a man comes to experiencing what hell is like is in his marriage. But the closest a man experiences what heaven is like is in his marriage. So he's got to decide the state of being he wants his home in. Amen. Because God, <laughs> he's anointed that woman to function as a sinner, but he anointed that man. Oh, boy, you are bad. You are something else. When you, look at, when you look at what God has done for you as a man, it's in Ephesians chapter 5. You're the baddest thing on the block. Yes, you are. When he put the kind of, I'm going to show you the kind of anointing he's going to put on you. You can't fail. You cannot fail. With the kind of anointing he's going to put on you. Yeah. And the kind of blessing and the kind of power he's going to put on you as the head of that union. Yeah. It's equivalent to the, the anointing Jesus got for the whole church. Right. You just got that same anointing for one family. Yeah. That thing is going to be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed in everybody's body, blessed in all the children's mind and body. Everything you put your hands to is getting ready to increase. God is putting a power on you to raise up a legacy in generations to come. And he'll release all the power of heaven to make you successful. But you cannot turn your back on him. You better go get you a one-year Bible. That's how they have them sitting up on TV like that. The whole show will be sitting up just like that. Amen. I'm not getting nothing out of it. You go get that Bible and read along with your wife so you have something to fellowship over. Amen. Over the word of God. Let it stay up just like that. Turn over here to Ephesians chapter 5. No, 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 no. Hold up. Hold up. No, no. You still in Proverbs? I got to read verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't use your own thinking. Do not use your own thinking to build your house. 
But you toss the Bible away and then try to use your own thinking. That your mate got to listen to your thinking. That's all they that's all they get exposed to. You cut off from the word and all this coming out of your mouth is what you think. Do not do that. God is saying, do not do that. I train myself around the word. I constantly think, what does the word say about this? When we don't see eye to eye, I know I can't be standing there going toe to toe, blow for blow. That ain't, that ain't going to work. I done tried it. It don't. She just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. You just can't control the thermostat no more. We call it for cooling now. Heat keep coming. Because you done said too much now. So you can get to a place where you, you didn't shut your mouth like God said. Right. You done said too much, and then now you're going to really need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to do with the old folks say, go out, I'm going to look to the hills, yeah. <laughs> which cometh my help. That means you done said too much. You done went too far now. The Bible says it's an honor for a man to cease from strife, and you didn't talk. You just had to get your last word in. Why? Why do you want to get the last word in? Because you was leaning to your own understanding. You really thought what you had to say should have been said. Mm -hmm. You was already in a hole. <laughs> he says, lean not to what you're thinking. Look what he said right here. I'm just trying to help you with the word right now. Yeah. I, made, I made a whole lot of mistakes, but I know how to repent. And I know how to go back and say I'm sorry. Yeah. I know how to say I made a mistake. I yeah. missed it. Some of y'all struggle with that. I should have. You, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have love and marriage, you're gonna have to learn how to say I'm sorry. Even if what you said is biblical, how you say it, and the tone you said it in, could be totally ungodly and you got to repent over that. You got to repent over it. I don't have no problem saying I'm sorry. I have no ego if I'm wrong. I just don't. I don't want one. It don't work in marriage. It doesn't. Unforgiveness puts you in a state where God doesn't forgive you. And now you got a major problem. Amen. Hallelujah. And I don't want to be in that state. So it says lean not to your own understanding. Now if I know, if I, if, 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 if I have the mind of the Lord on a situation, then even under pressure that if I know it's God, 
then I'm going to wait on him to talk to her. I'm just going to wait. Because I'm not going to disobey God. I'm not going to disobey God. I'm not going to get out of the will of God. If I think it's the will of mind of the Lord, I'm going to go check with him. I'm going to say, God, this is what I believe. Your word says about this situation. And if she doesn't see it right now, because sometimes I don't see it right now. Sometimes the husband doesn't see it. And sometimes you've got to wait. That's why I said that they that wait on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You've got to wait. Amen. You may have to sleep on the couch, but it's better to be in the will of God than be out of his will. Amen. Sometimes it takes people some time to see it that way. I'm just talking to you right now. It's real talk. Amen. Abraham, they couldn't, Abraham and Sarah in the Bible, in Genesis, couldn't have a baby. Sarah thought God did it to her. He doesn't do stuff like that. God wants, he just said he wants you to have children. I just read that. Amen. So she leaves the plan of God and uses her handmaiden to have children. God didn't tell him to do it that way. What did she do? She started leaning to her own understanding. When you do that, it's going to cause problems. This is why God said, do not do it. Yeah. And so they go ahead and they have Ishmael. And then Hagar is who the, the, the servant was that Abraham went into to have the child. And then Hagar started, I can say, um, belittling criticizing Sarah because she had no children. And Sarah got really mad and started treating her really harshly. And Abraham said, why are you coming back to me with this? This is what you, you want, you've been everybody around here. You sent me in there to another woman to get something you thought you want. Now you're back in here on my case over something you want. Later on, God proved his faithfulness, and Sarah ended up having her own child, Isaac. And then Ishmael started belittling, terrorizing Isaac. And Sarah wasn't going to have no part of it. She said, take that boy and get him out of here. And Abraham said, I'm not doing it. This is my call. He stays. He's my blood. He's my lineage, just like both of them are. You the one got us in this, and I don't listen to you enough. He stays. And he had the authority to keep the boy there, and there was nothing she could do about it. And he was not going to budge. He'd already listened to her once. And now he's making a rule, I'll never listen to her again. Why? Because she, she caused this whole situation. So God come to him. She's wrong the first time, and that was your fault to listen to her, Abraham. But this time she's right. And you are punishing her for the decision you agreed with back here. Right. Now, if you don't listen to her now, the whole plan of redemption is at stake. So, oh boy, I'm talking to you right now. You get that child out of this camp along with his mother 
today. This lets you know either one of them could be wrong or right. But our job is to pursue the will of God. This is the reason why each and every person needs to fellowship with God every day. They need to fellowship with God each and every day so you can hear him. Marriage functions well when both people are hearing from heaven. It keeps you from leaning to your own understanding. Amen. Now look at this right here. It says right here, depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Notice, listening to God will put health in your body. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Instead of stress in your life. Now look over here in Ephesians chapter 5. We know right now that God is the builder of the house. We know right now I'm not to lean to my own understanding. We know right now that we want to walk the same pathways. We want to walk the same pathway. That's what initiated the relationship anyway. We want to be on the same path. We just have different views. It's almost a setup. You marry somebody that's totally different than you. Normally you want to be in a relationship with the total opposite person. So you know already you're going to have different views and you're going to think different. Amen. Amen. That's why both of you need to agree to let God set this thing up. Amen. That what, however God tells me to function in this union, that's the way I'm going to do it. Amen. And that's the way my mate should do it. Amen. That's the beginning of a relationship that's taking the same path. That's the beginning of people being able to cleave together. Amen. Amen. Because at least we're centering around that we both want the will of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Bob Russell said this. He said, divorce is impossible. If both people are believers and they're trusting God's will for their marriage, they get married in his eyes. They have, they attend church regularly together. Say that again. They attend church regularly together and they have devotion at home regularly on a daily basis. He said, because a person living like it, God is always talking to them. They've, all, they've they put him in the center of their life. And so when they get ready to get off the path, he comes to talk to them. I don't want to marry somebody I got to govern. I won't be your God. I want to marry somebody that listens to God. So that because there's times that people may, you know, not listen to you, the person listen to you, but we ain't supposed to be leaning to our own understanding anyway. I want somebody that God can talk to. Right. Because if, if they don't listen to him, you're already in trouble. Amen. Amen. So before I married Pastor Cynthia, I watched her a whole year and a half. Amen. She came to my Bible study for a whole year and a half. I made sure she was saved, yes. sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, I did. <laughs> See that? We already have a disagreement right here on the front of all. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Look over here. 
in Ephesians chapter 5. Let's look, take a look at this. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. I'll try to finish this in the time we have less. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and to our Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That should be a state of being of each and every person, single or married, is giving thanks to God. But as it begins to get into talking about the order of marriage, it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Notice we spend a lot of time talking about the fear of God in this church. It means to reverence one another. Amen. Amen. People that are in a marriage union should be two people that honor God and reverence him. And they submit one to another. Why? Because of this, the illustration I just gave you about Sarah and Abraham. The first time Abraham was right. But he shouldn't have listened. The second time Sarah is right. See, either one of them can miss it. So they have to be careful to submit themselves to one another, to listen. I want to hear what you got to say. And while you're talking, I'm listening for the will of God. I'm listening for God while you're talking. Amen. And then we're evaluating the will of God all the time. Is this direction he wants us to go in? Amen. And then if I need to change, I ch I'm willing to change. I have no problem with changing at all, as long as I know it's God, because I never want to be out there on my own. Amen. Amen. And she doesn't have a problem changing. Amen. Now, sometimes take a little bit longer than me, but I'm willing to wait. Say amen to that. Amen. Praise God. Look what it says right here. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord. Sometimes women don't like that because of who they say they got to submit to. It says, why submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord? You got to understand the context of what he's talking about. She's ta this scripture is talking about a man that listens to God. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about a man that is represented in his family as Christ is represented in the church. It's not telling you to submit to a tyrant. That dishonors God. It's not talking about. It says as unto the Lord. That that person is choosing to stand in their family. And to honor God. And to respect him. And to serve him. God is saying you can submit to that kind of person. He's going to describe him some more. As you go through the scripture right here. He's going to describe him some more. Amen. And one of the decisions a woman should make, if you know this is in the Bible, the person that you're picking to marry shouldn't always be in a fight with you because you're the one picked. Amen. You're the one that picked. you got to realize you agree to this. Now, I'm not saying you need to do stuff out of the will of God because it says as unto the Lord. Because if it's taking you out of the will of the Lord, you should submit to it. Amen. 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 You, can't, you can't have a conflict with God because of who you married. He always came first. He always came first. 
And if you marry equally yoked, then we're not having a lot of this stuff going on up front that shouldn't have been going on in the first place. You got to listen to God in who you marry. You got to follow the scriptures and what it tells you to do. Amen. It says right here. It tells you why you should do it in verse 23 and all and following verses. He gives you this assignment to do submit, submit. It means to yield to as to follow. When it says submit, it means to yield yourselves as to following the will of God as you would follow the will of God. Following the Lord, when it says as unto the Lord, because you're marrying somebody is not going to take you out of the will of God. You're following this person as if you were following Jesus into the perfect will of God. Because that's where this man should be taking the family. Amen. Amen. For the husband, and it's telling you why, submit yourselves as unto the Lord. For because, or you can say for, verse 23 says for, or you can say because. So now God's telling you why. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Amen. That is one. That's the first reason he's given this to you. But let me show you what this help give you some understanding on head. What it means head. Hold your place right here. And one of the definitions of head means the one that goes before. Then I'm not going to ask you to do something I'm not going to do. The head means when we look at Jesus, he's the head. He's the point that I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do. Amen. I am the first one to sacrifice for this union and for this house. Amen. If I ask you to clean it, that means I know how to clean it and I clean it too. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. Come on now. Amen. Whatever I'm asking you to do, I know how to do it. Right. Amen. Yeah. And I have done it and I will do it. Mm-hmm. I'm the leader of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And whatever mission and assignment we have for this union and the direction we're going into, I'm capable of performing whatever task it needs to keep it going. I'm not putting you out somewhere I wouldn't put myself. Amen. Jesus talks about he goes before his sheep. Amen. That's why he's the head. Now, he's the first one to sacrifice. He's the first one to serve. That's why he's the head. He's the head because he's the greatest servant in the union. He's not the greatest taker. He's the greatest giver. Amen. Amen. That's why he's the head. Now listen to this right here. I want to show you something right here. Turn over here to 1 Corinthians. I want to take a look at this verse of scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. First Corinthians chapter 11. And verse one, and Jesus said, Paul said, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. This helping us with this statement also. The reason why I'm the head is because I'm following God. The reason why Jesus is the head of the church is because he's following God. When you're the, the, the assignment of being the head means you're following, we can say the high authority over your life. That's what makes you the head is because you're following the high authority over your life. Amen. You getting this? Is this helping you? Amen. This is what the assignment of the head is. It's a big assignment. Why? Because Jesus got the job. Now, I praise you, brethren, 
that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinance I delivered them to you as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of what? The head of what? The head of every man. How many men? So a man, the moment he's coming into existence, the head of every man is who? What is Christ? We can say it's Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. We talk about Christ, we're talking about the anointing. We talk about the power of the Holy Spirit on man mm -hmm. to destroy every evil and every opposition. Isaiah 10, 27 says every yoke yeah. is destroyed by the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. So the man gets an anointing on him to defend his family yeah. Yeah. against every form of darkness. Yeah. He gets a mantle to defend his family. Yeah. Amen. Against every form of darkness and every evil work. And he has the power to destroy yokes. God puts that on him. Amen. Preparing him for his headship in that family. Then anything comes against him, they got it. He has an anointing to prosper. He has an anointing to excel. He has a power on him as the same power Jesus had on him. Amen. When the anointing came on him, God wants to put an anointing on that man. Amen. Amen. And that anointing is for his family. Yes. That he can lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. Yes. And sickness and disease will get off of them. He can cast out devils. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. He can protect his sons and his daughters. Yes. He's a powerful individual in the earth. And the blessings on him. And God gives it to every man. And he's talking about the marriage union here. He said right here, he says, the head, of, the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. Well, she gets anointing too, but she gets a head. She gets a, now women are anointed too, but she gets a head over her. That's anointed. Plus with our own anointing. So you got a double anointing now. Hallelujah. Come on now. That's why two will put 10,000 to flight. Right. And touching the green power begin to work for yeah. God set this up to work for you. Yeah. Not against you. Amen. But there's a divine order to this thing. And everybody's got to function in the order that he gave. Yeah. Everybody got a supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say it like that? Then you got over here, this is what he says right here. And the head, of, the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is who? So Jesus, the anointed one in his anointed, he's even got somebody he got to submit to. Amen. Jesus didn't come around just doing what he want to do. He said, whatever the Father want to do, that's what I want to do. Not my will, but your will. Yeah. And that's what made him the head of the church and got him seated in the highest seat of opposition. That anointing took him and made him the most richest man in all of existence. This mantle is to put increase on you, blessing on you. Hallelujah. If your wife want to stay at home, she can. But if she want to be one of them ones that work with her hand, let her do that too. Y'all ain't saying amen in here. 
I'm reading you the Bible. Hallelujah. All right. Let's do this now. Come over here, Jim. You be God. You're going to make a good God today. Good God Almighty, here he come now. You're going to be God. All right. You come over, you look like a good Jesus today. So Jesus is submitted to God. He has, he knows that he loves him. God said that he gave his only begotten son. He said, when he would speak from heaven, he said, this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. He spoke from heaven and, and opened the heavens and dropped the anointing on him. And that's when he became Christ, when the anointing came on him. He was Jesus of Nazareth, just like everybody else. But when the anointing came on him, he became Jesus Christ. It's not his last name. It's the mantle that sat on him. It's the power to destroy yokes and to destroy all the works of the enemy. When, when the anointing is really working in your family and in your home, you have no adversaries. No, you know, not just you can't triumph over. Because the anointing destroys every yoke. It destroys the yoke of being sick, depressed, broke, suicidal. It casts out demons. It's the power to function in this earth with dominion and rule and reign. Amen. I know y'all ain't gonna wanna get up, but get up. Come on over here, y'all too, since y'all sitting up here. Bring your lovely bride over here. So Caleb gets married. You and Agnes come down here. And she's leaving. Where you going, Cynthia? You be the children with their children in them or whatever. So y'all come up and stand right here. Now, he is not her head, except by her choice. But the moment she chooses to go in covenant with him, become his wife, she already has a calling on her life in her own anointing. But she gets to receive from his too. She gets a double anointing. Amen. Now this is the order. That God first then in order to save the family, here comes Jesus Christ. Then he becomes the head of this man to teach him how to use his mantle. You be the daughter. Come on down here. Put all that down. Hurry up. Hurry up. This room is on rent. You got your shoes off? You're on the holy ground. I know that. Praise God. Come on and say, my you be the Now, the child is, their job is to submit to these two. Now, you see, this thing is in whole in divine order. It's just supposed, it's the order of God all the way from heaven itself that God has all of this in the earth to create the atmosphere that he's experiencing right now 
is down. He can put it here on earth. Why? Because it's the anointing that does it. And so what God wants to do is to put anointing on this man here that comes from heaven. Now he's got the power that created all things. And even the power that raised Jesus from the dead is right here in the earth. Amen. That's how he wants it. And it all comes from him right here. Now, nobody want to do this job. But you come over here, uh, Severe, since you were black like me today. Javia, I'm sorry. Come on over here, Javia. You're going to be the, the devil today. <laughs> I know you don't. Give you a big hug. Praise God. If this man decides he ain't going to serve God, he disconnects from the anointing. <laughs> He's disconnected. Yeah. So now there is no deliverance from the head being ministered to the wife or the children. That mantle is gone. Now at best all she can do is hang on to sweet Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And try to explain to the daughter. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about your daddy this morning. <laughs> I want to talk about your daddy. Who y'all talking to? Pay the bills around here. Pay all the bills around here. Pay all the bills around here. Where the pants around here. <laughs> he has no ability. He has no ability to minister to her the way she was created to minister. Because I ain't got down to that. He, he has a calling on him to be the savior to the whole body. But the only way this, but that, that saving ability is an anointing. It's an anointing. It's not just to physically try to save them. It's the anointing to deliver them from darkness. Yeah. It's the anointing to be able to talk to your children. Yes. And to reach into them and bring things out of them and be able to reach into them and encourage them. I just read to you, he's able to, he gets able to direct those children to the target in life. She's the nurturer, but he is the director. This thing got to work with order, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, 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 you don't want, all right, you go back. Now I'm really show you trouble. You come over here and get under him. <laughs> Now, now you're going to go to the rooftop. <laughs> you're going to be on the couch. You're going to be on the couch. You're going to be cut off for no notice, no reason, with your bill paid up. You got serious trouble. You got serious trouble now. They brought Adam's whole house down. When she did this, when she sided with him, she created so much problem that he said, okay, baby, 
whatever it takes to keep this together, I'll come too. Come on over here. It don't matter what order you get in now. Now this is strange. This is strange right here. And this is strange setting. It's very rare that this happens. Because those two are the example. This is rare. And this is the reason why we have problems in our society. Because the Bible said train up a child in the way that they should go. So if they don't have nobody to teach them, They typically, yep, you got to go too. <laughs> Come on over here. You know what he's thinking. They sitting up here thinking, we got to get him back. That's what they're thinking. They're sitting here because this cat is ruthless. <laughs> He is ruthless, and he, and he is having all kinds of stuff happening here. But Jesus came to the earth. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ. Neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height. No angel, no principality, no power, no creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So whatever price he had to pay to ransom that family, he comes over here, make a long story short, whoop this dude right here. <laughs> put a whooping on him, got his family back, and took them back, and brought them back, and brought them back to glory. Amen. And then he gave them Pastor Rogan, and y'all, y'all, y'all get on, y'all come to church so I can teach y'all. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all go sit back down. <laughs> The church is to take the word of God and restore, bring restoration back. Yes. Yes. To teach you, you can't build it without him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now look what it says right here now. Let me do this and then I'll be done. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. That God put anointing on him that all he got to do is talk. Most men are not the number one spankers in the home. I'm just, that's, you know, I'm just, I wouldn't. Pastor Cynthia was. Because you have an anointing, all you got to do is talk. Yeah, that's right. Your words. I'll be watching him. I'll be watching him with the children, grandchildren. He said, come on, y'all, let's go. And some of them be lagging behind. He says, one, 
two. They get the three, they start grabbing stuff. <laughs> they start moving. But I tell her this to Agnes. Agnes say, lay down. I will not lay down. <laughs> she she, she got to go do something. She got to go get something. When he says he's the savior of the body, that means everything he unites with and everything she births, he's anointed it didn't say she was. It says he is. It didn't say he was trying to be that. It didn't say he had to study to be that. It says he is that. Isn't that what it says right here? He, he, we ain't trying to make him that. He is the Savior. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I, I ain't trying to be it. That's who I am. I am the light of the word. I am the bread of the earth. Amen. He can say, I am the savior of this body. A man should get up in, in Christ. He ought to get up and say, I'm the savior. Jesus said who he was. You need to say who you are. I am the savior of this body. In the name of Jesus. So no demon is taking any of my children. Ain't nobody taking my wife. Ain't nobody taking our money. Ain't nobody taking anything. Because I'm anointed to save this whole thing. You got some Jehovah on you, man. Jesus said, Jehovah, amen, is, he said he is salvation. He ain't trying to be salvation. That's who he is. That means God has dropped a mantle on you to lay hands on your children, to, to, to speak blessing over them. You will succeed in school. You will succeed in what you put your hands to. That's why the devil works hard on the man to get you out of there. He worked double time on you. That's why men struggle more with Christian walk than the women any day. Because yeah. you, got you got a double attack on you mm -hmm. because of the mantle you carry. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get in that word and understand who you are in Christ Jesus, it will affect everything you do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. You ought to beat your wife here. Yeah. Yeah. You ought to be calling, Pastor Rogue, why are we not having men's meeting, the women meeting? Yeah. And I never get a call like that. Because there's an attack on your life. Don't you remember in the book of Exodus what Satan did to the boys? What did he do? There's never been an attack on the girls. Who goes in and kills everything two years and under? You come in, you come in the, when Jesus was born, they said a king is born, the Messiah. What does the Messiah mean? The anointed one is born. The anointed one is born. When King Herod hears about him, he don't want another king and nevertheless want anointed. So he goes in and kills every boy two years and under. 
I am trying to wipe out the anointing. Because the head of every man is Christ. From the time you came into this planet, Jesus was preparing you to function like a king. And to put a mantle on you that you would never have to be fearful how you kept your family together and how your children came up and how things were going to function in your home. He does not want anointed men in the earth because he knows how the man under his control and a woman trying to serve, he knows how that looks. She was not made to hold it all together. And honey, she can't. I've been doing this for 20-something years. It affects the children when the men are not here. It affects them. And somehow we have to work and try to figure all this out. I have come through some things to be here this morning. That wouldn't plan on me being here. My mama did everything you could possibly do. Come upon the time my older brother and sister got about 17, 18 years old. They stole them and told them, I ain't going to church no more. She couldn't physically make them go anymore. But it costs both of their families. They don't have families. Never did have a chance at it. I just had enough sense to keep going with her. Something just told me she's right and just keep going. Part of it because I had a calling on my life. Yeah. And then when I met Dr. Jacobs, he said, you can have this church. You can have my money. You can have my cars. But you cannot have my wife and my children. And divorce is not an option for us. We will work it out. I had to go to the church to get help with my family to understand there was a saving anointing on my life. You're not the savior of the church. You're the savior of the body. God says, I put anointed on you to save your family. So as your children honor and respect me all the days of my You are not just a normal man that you look in the mirror. There's a mantle on you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says you are, you are the savior of the body. Mm-hmm. That's why I made you the head because I put something on you I didn't put nobody, on anybody else in that entire house. Yeah. Your wife is not the savior of the body. You are. Your children are not the savior of the body you are. And, my, and the head of every man is Christ. And I will back you in that home. I will stand behind you in that home. If you stand with me, I will stand behind you in that home. 
I will make sure that your home has provision. I will open windows. I will open doors. I will make ways for you. I will prosper you. I will bless the work of your hands. I will make you strong in your community where you are. I'll bless anything you do. As long as you honor me and put me first. So your wife can see it and your children can see it. Look what he says right here. Look what he says right here. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husband. Why? He's the savior of the body. That's why. Husband, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. The mantle on your life is there so you can be the biggest giver in the house. Go ahead and give us some money. I'll make sure you don't run out. Amen. I won't have no fights over money in your house. You trust, just like she looked to you, you look to me. Amen. You look to me. You have a relationship with me because the reason why you can function the way you function is because of the anointing. I'm constantly ministering to you. You're the head because you got the anointing for the family. You're the head because you're the savior of the body. You're the savior of the body because you are. I have anointed you to be the biggest giver and the biggest lover in the house. I got a mantle flowing through you that's bigger than I put anywhere. Except for what I put in. The, it's equal to what he puts in the church. That's why you're the head. Because I put an anointing on you. But the key to it is keeping your anointing working. Look what it says right here. And the way you do that, you stay in fellowship with God. And he says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Which means he will let with the words that you speak over your wife and over your children, every word of it will come to pass. If you call them blessed, they'll be blessed. If you call them increased, they'll be increased. If you call them healed, they will be healed. Whatever you say, the anointing will bring it to pass in your life. And I put a mantle on you to bring it to pass in your life. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to get home, wives, and look at your husband and say, you're an anointed thing, you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It says right here. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Amen. That's why he speak the word, which means a man can speak glory into his home. Come on now. He can, his words will remove spots. His words will remove wrinkles. His words will remove anything that is unpleasant to the home. His word and the anointed on his life will do it. God will just let him speak and it's done. Command that and it will stand fast. Amen. Praise God. You can speak new residents. Praise God. I'm telling you the truth right now. Hallelujah. You didn't come up with houses. God did. No, you didn't. God came up with them. Mm -hmm. Amen. And he will bless you and increase you because he knows you control the legacy in the earth concerning family. Mm -hmm. He says right here, so men ought to love their, their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Amen. The man needs to stay in that loving mode. Amen. And he needs to treat his wife as his own flesh because of the mantles that are on his life. For no man yet hateth his own flesh, but nourish and cherish it, even as the Lord, the church. That means it's supposed to be his focus. A man's focus 
it shouldn't be his work. It should be the body that he's the head of, that wife and those children. But he still has anointing to excel in his occupation. That should be his focus. Amen. Amen. You get any help from this? For we are members of Christ's body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause a man shall leave his father and his mother, and they shall be joined and, and be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. And this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. What I want to tell you this morning is divine order. The home has to function in the divine order that God prescribed. And if that happens, there is no enemy and there is no adversary that can excel against the family in the earth. Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same anointings on him to minister to the church is the same anointing is on that man to minister to his family. The greatest thing a man can do is run to the cross before his wife and before his children and fall in love with Jesus. I remember Jaron Retro gave me a series of tape on marriage and it was called uh, Love and Marriage, I guess it was. It had some called, the guy described some called the crazy cycle. He said, let every one of you wise reverence your husband. A man cannot be disrespected. But a woman cannot be unloved. He's put so much emphasis on husband, love your wife. So much emphasis on that. And he put anointing on, on, he put anointing on the man to love her. As long as the cycle never goes crazy, as long as the husband is loving and the wife is respected. The words that come out of his mouth are loving words. And the words that's coming out of her mouth is respecting words. Even if I don't agree with you, I don't disrespect you. I still don't get out of the cycle. I may not understand, but I don't get out of the cycle. I don't say demeaning things because I don't agree with you. My words never stop loving. They don't stop being loving words because I'm not changing the cycle of the way the thing is turning just because I don't agree with you. Honey, let me go pray about this and talk about talk to the Lord about this. We ain't got to make this decision today. It ain't got to be made today. It's like Dan and Trish did with the furniture. That room stayed empty a long time. And then finally I went over to the house one day and they agreed on zebra furniture. I said, isn't it? My goodness here, what kind of people are you? Everything was from white, black, white, all of it. That's zebra furniture. They both liked it. While you're going through, while you're traveling on the path, the path of the Lord, don't change the cycle just because we don't see eye to eye. But we're going to see eye to eye. Amen. Because 
if we acknowledge the Lord in all our ways, he promised us he's going to direct our path. We may end up with zebra furniture, but we still got our cycle. It's going in the same direction. Don't ever function. A man can never function out of love, and a woman can never function out of dishonor. The moment you do it, repent so that you don't get in the crazy cycle and get the wheel spinning the wrong way. You get some help today. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Father God in heaven, I, you know, the anointing can be received. I'm not going to lay hands on you men because I'm not your head. I'm just your pastor. But for the men here, and I don't care if you're single, there's an anointing for you today. For the head of every man is Christ. There's an anointing for you today. Hallelujah. There's an anointing for you men here today. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We're not left to our own demise because of the mercy and the goodness of God. And I want you singles to know you're never going to be somebody's better half. You're God's whole. You're a whole person. You're a whole person. But God says, if we would honor him, he would give us the desire of our hearts. And if you want to be married, I want you to know it's the will of God. And he has somebody for you. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you the desire of your heart. You tell him a lie, he's a liar. And I'm just going to wait on the hand of the Lord to move in my life. I'm going to wait on God to bring the right person in my life. Because he is my provider. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask you men to stand to your feet. Just right where you are. I'm not going to do a prayer line, but I do want I want you to receive an anointing this morning that belongs to you. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. We need you to receive this mantle. The world needs you to receive this mantle. Father God in heaven, we heard your word this morning. You said the head of every man is Christ. And these men stand before you, some of them are single, but some of them are married. I ask you right now, for Jesus' sake and the kingdom of God's sake, put a fresh anointing on to be the union, the leaders of the union, the savior of the body. Put anointing on me. The Bible said no man can control his tongue, but the Holy Spirit can. Put an anointing on them to control their tongues, and on me to control my tongue, so that I can speak life into my union, life into the body, that you anointed us to be head over in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you for the mantle that restores, that destroys yokes and burdens being released on these men. You will not fail. 
in the name of Jesus. You will not fail in Jesus' name. For every anointing you need right now to succeed in your family. Every anointing you need to heal the broken heart. Every anointing you need to bridge the gap to destroy the breach and build the gap. I call it loose on you right now in the name of Jesus. Every anointing you need to be the husband you need to be, I call it loose on you. I declare it's not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit of the living God. I call you the savior. same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I declare it's raising your marriage union right now. It's strengthening you right now. Oh, the anointing is coming out so strong on you. It'll look like the devil never touched your family in the name of Jesus. For you are the savior of the body. the Holy Ghost to speak words that nurture words that build words that sanctify words that glorify in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ somebody shout I receive it in the name of Jesus I receive the mantle that's been released right here right now I receive you as my head and I receive the mantle and the anointing to be the head of this union as you are the head of this church in Jesus name Amen somebody shout hallelujah Stand up. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Glory be to the Most High God. Just lift your hands to heaven. Say, Father God in heaven, I receive the anointing to reverence. You poured out the Spirit on Jesus. And one of those anointings was the fear of the Lord. I receive that mantle to honor you, Lord, and to honor my mate in the name of Jesus. And some of you that'll be a future mate in the name of Jesus. And Father, I praise you and thank you for building my home. I call you the builder of my home. I call you the keeper of my children. receive the anointing to speak words that honor to build my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise God.